And now it's time for the Long Island Abate Motorcycle Show. Here's your host, Jim Barr. Good morning. This is Jim Barr, host of the Long Island Abate Motorcycle Show. And joining me today is co-host, Nancy G. Good morning, everybody. Today's episode, uh, well, actually, today is our last episode for the season. Um, this was a trial trial run that we're doing here, and we uh, this will be our 13th episode. We're going to be recapping the previous 12 issues, 12 episodes that we've done. Um, but we also have one more subject that I'd, I'd like to discuss uh, with you before we do. There's a program that's been started down in Texas uh, within the motorcycle community that is all about um, lobbying and networking throughout the motorcycle community. And uh, like I said, it's working its way across the United States. Uh, it hasn't reached here yet, but uh, I have attended a few conferences around around the country in the last several years, and I've been hearing about it, and I've been getting more and more intrigued about it. Um, it's The program is called the U.S. Defenders Program, and what happened was down in Texas, one of the motorcycle clubs down there started a lobbying program where they networked with the entire motorcycle community. They got all the clubs together, and they um, all inputted their email addresses, and then they picked um, commanders and lieutenant commanders and different key people throughout the state and different regions. And they got everybody all networked together through an email system and Facebook and Twitter and all the social media. And what they did was when they would have a thing called a call to action. If a legislator was to introduce legislation that might be detrimental to the motorcycle community, they would call what they called a call to action and the commander would send this email notification out to all the regions, to the coordinators in each region, and it would say, Senator so-and-so, sponsored resolution number so-and-so, his telephone number is this, his email is that, please call him and tell him that you do not support this legislation. And what would happen was that would go to thousands of motorcyclists around the country, I'm sorry, uh, through Texas, and they all lobbied the same legislator. And the results that they had were incredible. They ended up passing fantastic uh, motorcycle rights legislation down in Texas as a result. And because it was so successful, they thought to share it with the rest of the country, with the motorcyclists throughout all the other states. Since it was a club that had started it, they knew that it might not catch on in other states because it would be perceived as it belonged to a particular club. So what they did was they changed the name to the U.S. Defenders, and they turned and they gave that program as a template to the entire motorcycle community. It is not um, affiliated with any clubs, and it is open to everybody in the motorcycle community, to all the patch holders. And what it does is it encourages all motorcycle clubs around the country to participate in it. So each state would have their own commander, their own lieutenant commanders, and they would build up their own database, not a database, but their own registry of email addresses of everybody in their states. So now if there's a national level, like motorcycle-only checkpoints that are being funded by NHTSA, um, those millions of dollars are going into everybody's states to to fund motorcycle-only checkpoints. Well, that's a, le- that's a federal issue that affects every motorcyclist in the United States. So they would hold what's a call to action on a federal level. And now the 
commander in every state would receive the same information. Right now, there's 36 states that participate in this program. That's 36 states worth of emails that are all going to lobby the same issue. So um, Congressman Sensenbrenner puts in something that says to stop funding from NHTSA for motorcycle-only checkpoints. It'll give the, um, the bill number, the information, the details, and it would tell you to contact your particular legislator, um, federal legislator, and lobby them to support this bill. It was in the push of one button, thousands and tens of thousands of motorcyclists received this information. So, um, and as good as that might be, they saw that that wasn't enough yet still. Um, that was for patch holders only. But they realized that the real numbers lie in the independent riders. So, such as you and I, you know, with the, um, with abate. And this organization also, it's not an MRO, it's not a motorcycle rights organization. But what it does is it counts on the MROs, like abate, the MRF, uh, the AMA, to find this legislation for them, bring it to their attention, and then they publicize it nationally. So in doing so, they knew that there's a lot more independent riders out there than there are club members, so they opened up another division of it called CORE, C-O-I-R, and that stands for Coalition of Independent Riders. CORE and U.S. Defenders is intended to work hand-in-hand, but separately. So U.S. Defenders would gather all the information about all patch holders across the country, and, and when these lists are established, there's no names attached to them, there's no club names attached to them, there's no addresses, there's no states. Nobody knows any of that information. When you sign up, all you do is sign up an email address. So these emails start coming in from all over the country. Nobody knows who they are or anything like that. So same thing with the core. Um, personally, I'm hoping to get core established here in, on Long Island. And um, I've been trying to, t- I've been talking with people nationally about what it's going to um, entail and how, it, how to go about it and get this going. But I think Long Island Abate is going to be a perfect, um, perfect, op- Long Island Abate is going to be a perfect test for CORE in New York. Um, as of right now, we have, what, 950 members mm-hmm. as of this week. And um I don't see why 950 abate members wouldn't be signing up for core. It's, it's just going to ask for your email address, and you will be notified anything motorcycle related. And it's um, there's no membership, there's no fees. Your personal information is not going to be collected. You don't have to give your name, um, and it's a it's a tremendous program. We could very easily abate alone, um, bring our families into it, our friends, anybody that's interested in supporting motorcyclists. Abate alone could have. Oh, 10,000 email addresses, you know, by the end of the year. So it's keep your eyes and ears open for the U.S. Defenders and CORE, C-O-I-R. Um, like I said it hasn't been established yet here. Um, it's in 30, 37 states. And, uh, but I think that it might be um, something that everybody in the motorcycle community should be looking at and should, uh, if you do come across it, um, consider joining it. Like I said, you have nothing to lose, but... Uh, if everybody unites and stands together, um, it's, we have a very loud voice, but it's a matter of everybody saying the same statement to our elected officials and stuff. So with that, Nancy, um, how would you like to participate in CORE if we get something going here? 
I would definitely participate in it. I would, um, if I if I got an email, I would definitely reach out to the state or federal the the government and let them know that I'm opposed to whatever they're trying to pass or support. I mean, my question is: Is there anything in supportive that comes in? Like we want to support this bill or oppose? Is it mostly opposition? It doesn't matter. It's if Either something or. good comes across, mm-hmm. we want to support it. Okay. If something detrimental to the motorcycle community, we want to be opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, they also utilize it for community outreach programs. If, they, like, we had Hurricane Sandy here, it would be utilized to get the word out that people are in need in Mastic Beach or Lindenhurst or Amityville or, you know, the, the flooded areas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's used out west for tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, any kind of disasters. It's used for community development, you know, motorcycle Activists are utilizing it to help the motorcycle community, but it's also used for to benefit the communities also. Okay. So that being said, um, I did open up an email account. It's called Long Island Core, mm-hmm. C-O-I-R, at gmail.com. Um, feel free to email me. You'll be the first person because I haven't publicized it yet. <laughs> yet. <clears throat> I haven't publicized it yet. Um, but I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you right now, since you're so good at what you do at Long Island Abate, would you help set up a Facebook page? For Long Island Corps? Absolutely. I'd love to. Okay. Well, it doesn't exist yet, but hopefully it will soon. So mm-hmm. just want to give you that seed right now so that when you do hear something about it, you'll recognize it and uh, you'll know what we were talking about then and perhaps you could follow up and join us with it. Mm-hmm. And again, like what Jim said, it's anonymous. Your name isn't going to be attached to it unless your name is part of your email address. Um, that would be the only way, but it's not. It's totally anonymous, you know, and... And the purpose of that is twofold. One is so that you're not concerned about giving your email address to to us, and also that it, you don't have to worry about any kind of retaliation when you're lobbying uh, elected officials. Mm-hmm. If you want to send something, you know, and you send it, but you don't want them to know your name, you don't have to. You know, it's anonymous. But it's the numbers that are going to make the difference. You know, you, there's a call to action right now. They 37 states, if they get 1,000 per state, that's 37,000 emails going to a federal legislator. Mm -hmm. So it's very effective. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to recap all these episodes. We had how many episodes did we have? 12? And this is our 13th? This is our 13th. Okay. Um, What was uh, episode number one about? Do you remember? Uh, It was a long time ago. It was. (laughs) Yeah, the first episode, um, that was actually the scariest one for me because, as everybody knows, I'm not very comfortable here on the microphone. But uh, we do what we have to do here to try to get the word out for bait. Uh, the first episode, uh, Greg Shevinen joined me, and uh, we talked about the history of a bait, not Long Island Abate, but a bait itself back in the early 70s, how it got started by Pisano Publications and stuff like that, how they tried to nationalize, it didn't work out, and they ended up making it an independent organization, and anybody was free to use the acronym ABATE. And um, I think it's in 42 states in the United States right now, different uh, levels of abates. And uh, the and we talked, you know, all about the type of things about Long Island Abate getting started, how we were a part of Abate in New York, and then as of January 1st, we're independent, Long Island Abate Incorporated. And I just want to repeat again, we have 950 members, members since we went independent. Mm-hmm. So we're all very That's proud huge. of that. Yes. Which means that we still need 50 more people at least. We'll get it by the camp out, I promise you. <laughs> okay. All right, and in addition to the history, we talked about the awareness run that we had uh, just recently uh, completed. And as you, as everybody knows, uh, Long Island Abate and Full Throttle Magazine partnered in on that. 
And that was a tremendous success. Uh, who was there? We had, um, with all those stars here, you know, uh, that was new to us. We, we never experienced anything like that with those kind of celebrities showing up. Mm -hmm. But that was all a result of the friendship of Greg Sheridan with Ronnie Starantino, who's a, an agent and very involved with all the actors on the West Coast, who was kind enough to bring them out to our event, which, by the way, it like doubled our previous year's proceeds. I think we made around $7,500 for motorcycle safety and awareness campaigns, which in part is funding this show that you're listening to right now, mm -hmm. the commercials that we've had on the shark here. and Yeah, we have new great th these uh, great new lawn signs called Watch for Motorcycles, and on the bottom has Full Throttle and Long Island Debate. And also we st we're trying out the, you know, how many motorcycles have you counted today? So we have those pinned up against the, uh, underneath the signs on the, the roadways. And people are counting motorcycles. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's we ask how many motorcycles have you seen today? Oh, okay, sorry. No, it's just uh, I believe there is an organization out there that actually does the counting of them, and like this is, we just want people to pay see attention them. to how many mm -hmm. they, they see. So uh, we are trying to ask people how many have you noticed and stuff like that. And um, everybody I'm talking to, it's catching on, and quite a few people. My father came down to visit the other day, and uh, no, I'm sorry. My grandchildren came down to visit the other day, and they said, Grandpa, we saw 58 motorcycles. Wow. You know? And then with that, two guys went up the street. And he mm -hmm. said, 60, Grandpa. <laughs> you know? And then when I did go upstate the following weekend to see my father, he indicated, he goes, you know what? He goes, it's been a couple of months. He goes, I'm still counting motorcycles every time I go out. So yeah. hopefully everybody else is too. Yeah. So that was, you know, our first episode. And um, it was, like, like I said, it was the hardest. But the one after that, we had, uh, we had a safety um, an episode about safety on motorcycling. We had two very special guests, uh, Steve Sorensen from Steve's Motorcycle School and Don Gomo. He's the safety editor from American Iron Magazine. And Don is an MSF, involved with MSF safety courses and all that type stuff. So between the two of them, uh, there's two schools of training, individual training that Steve's Motorcycle School does, and then the group training that um, the MSF program does. So it gave all the riders two different perspectives of um, how to get training, this and that, but emphasizing that everybody does, should get training. So I, hopefully people found that interesting and helpful. Um, which one we have after that? We had, uh, oh, we had Don Gomo on again. With Kathy. With, with Kathy File. Mm -hmm. right, Kathy's an EMT uh, from the Mastic Ambulance Company, and they, it was discussed accident scene management. Right? And they gave us um, tips and suggestions what to do if we're riding with others and somebody goes down and how to secure the scene and look after the person, apply first aid and call, call for an ambulance immediately and mm -hmm. control, actually control the whole scene, take charge and control the scene and give everybody assignments, tell them what to do. And so that was how I know that that was very um, informative. Uh, I think you might have did the show after that, right? What was the oh the Memorial Day weekend? I think was after that, right? Uh, it was you, myself, Bill Quinn, and Tony Rayona, and we spoke about uh, what the events that happened over Memorial Day weekend. Um, we spoke about the VVA. Uh, that's Tony Rayona's group. Uh, what they do over at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, as well as uh, the VA in Northport. Um, Bill Quinn touched on the Veterans Appreciation Run that was going to be coming up for a beat. And 
I spoke a little bit about the Patriot Garden uh, that we did flags on over at Calverton, and we're going to be taking the flags down. And um, I believe we also had a phone call from... Oh, right. Senator Zeldin called in mm-hmm. to uh, thank us for all we do for the veterans and to... Um, mm-hmm. Back up. Nope. Uh, a phone call for Iron... Um, uh, the motorcycle. The... Um, where am I here? Lee Zeldin was the next one. That was... Um, Indian Larry? No. Yeah, Indian Larry. We spoke to her that, that episode. Yeah, but Zeldin was in the next one. Yeah, he was in the next one that we spoke of. That was LJ. LJ. Okay. So Lee Zeldin was at uh, the one that me and Bill did. Uh, all oh, about the veterans. Right. Oh, right. Right. So. Indian can Larry. Can we go back? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So. It, right, and where were you leading in? When I okay. So, um, uh, so we spoke about the Memorial Day weekend events, but we also had a phone call from a representative from Indian Larry because there oh, was a Elise, run coming up. Yeah, Elise Seeger called up because mm-hmm. um, that following weekend was Aiden's run, mm-hmm. and uh, they were having a large run from um, Indian Larry's in, Book- in Brooklyn mm-hmm. going out to the Emporium in Patchogue. Right. So Elisa had an opportunity to call in and explain to everybody about the run and this and that, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it increased the participation that they had. And okay. Um, what was next? We had uh, LJ on the next episode. Uh, he probably loved that. He's uh, great. He's a great radio uh, TV show host. Yeah. He, he certainly is more comfortable with the microphone than I am. Yeah. And, uh, but it was nice having him on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best part was he spoke for most of the episode. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to say very much. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he talked about motorcycle club etiquette and motorcycle club issues. Uh, not issues, but... Um, like things to know in the motorcycle club world, which most independent riders like myself aren't aware of them. Uh, like one one tip he gave me, I never heard of. He said that you shouldn't have your sunglasses on when you're going up and talking to somebody. And I didn't ever do that, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, but little tips like that. So I'm sure some people found some of that information helpful. Uh, the issue after that was the porch F parking, mm-hmm. which if ev- if everybody isn't aware. Um, any motorcycle could park in the town of Brookhaven parking lot down in Port Jefferson by the ferry free of charge any time of day, any time of year, regardless what township that you live in. Long Island Abate signed a lease agreement with Brookhaven Town, and we rented 50 motorcycle-only parking spots so that all motorcycles can park there, no questions asked. And we were able to do that by partially having it funded partially by bid, which is the business business improvement district who reimbursed us a portion of the, uh, the rental fee because it was the village of uh, Port Jeff was hoping to clear up main street a little bit bid wanted to keep the spots on main street open so that people could stop in for the 30 minute parking and grab something to eat and then take off and open up the spots quicker. And, um, and, of course, Abate was interested because we want to make the motorcycle community comfortable if they're going somewhere. But I'd just like to encourage everybody, if you are going to Port Jeff, take advantage of that parking space that we were just referring to because the spots on Main Street are 30-minute limit, and they're going to start enforcing that 30 minutes now. Um, they feel that some concessions were made or some efforts were taken to make us welcome into that other area, so they're hoping that we utilize it. And if we want to 
be able to rent this again the following year and to get some reimbursement from bid, it needs to be successful and it needs to clear up some spots on Main Street. You are free to park on Main Street if you choose to, but understand it's a 30-minute and it's going to be enforced. So, You um, had the mayor calling in that day to speak to you, that uh, morning. All right. Uh, in fact, we had uh, Mayor Grant from Port Jeff Village, mm -hmm. and then we also had uh, Brookhaven Town Supervisor Ed Romain calling in and Talking um, actually thanking us for being a part of the um, part of the solution to make everything work out there. Mm -hmm. the, we had Pastor Skion from Rushing Wind Biker Church. Mm -hmm. He talked about uh, about faith. I almost said religion. He, he says he doesn't speak religion. He talks about faith. Um, that was an interesting show. And then we had Mitch Prono on. Uh, Mitch Prono is the major sponsor for this show. It's Mitch is from Prono and Prono Attorneys at Law in Manhattan who's sponsoring the majority of the show. And he's a personal injury attorney, and we had him on so he can tell you all about his law firm and what he does for motorcyclists that are injured. And all he did was sit here and talk about abate and how wonderful abate is mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so it was, it was fun having Mitch on. Um, you had the next show. Uh, you and Preach? Well, prior to that show... Um we, yes, I did have Preach on, but before I speak about Preach, uh, right before that show, we did have a show about the Veterans Appreciation Run to Montauk, so Bill Quinn and I uh, did that. You were oh, here sorry, for a little yes, while, and I you took a phone call from uh, Senator Zeldin. Right, I had a run, so mm -hmm. that's why I skipped that day. I'm sorry. And there was, that was my, that was, what is that called? That was my pre preview? No, that was my, my, my debut as Nancy G, the host. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and Thank you very much for that. Oh, you're welcome. I actually, I, I, I am enjoying doing this. So, um, but yes, the file, and um, we did speak about the Veterans Appreciation Run. We sp spoke about the dinner that we have and the different uh, organizations that we'll be donating the money to. Uh, the next episode, I did have Preach from Sucker Free MC on. I wanted that show to be about the social media, net, um, like Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram, um, and old school MySpace, although nobody really uses that anymore. Um, you know, and Preach was here speaking about, you know, he's a huge supporter of Abate, and uh, and he reaches out to the urban biker community and lets them know that, you know, they should be reaching out to Abate if, you know, to, to um, hmm. They should be reaching out to Abate to support all the, the, the good work that Abate does to protect them when they're riding. Um, I think the one after that, we had, um, the show after that was... I think you and Bob Brinker. Oh, yeah, Tony, Tony Stitch and Bob Brinker were here from Lo the Long Island Hog chapter. Um, they spoke about their chapter. They also spoke about a run that they're going to be having for Sergeant um, Ramachi on August 10th. And if you'd like more information, please get in touch with Long Island Hog in regards to that. Um, the following show, which was last week, you hosted again. I hosted again, and I had, and this was a toughie. I had um, Mr. Rich Mallow from Mad and uh, Karen Torres from uh, just the Distractive Driving Texting uh, Awareness Group, um, and that was, you know, I discussed uh, four different crashes that had happened that I was, you know, that I I I, I was aware of, and I knew those people. Um, I knew their stories a little bit, and we talked about, you know. Um, the distractive driving, and mostly about reaching out to our children, you know, teaching our children about the dangers of drinking and driving and, and drinking and uh, drugs. 
Um, the one thing I was glad I asked Rich about, um, uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving also um, includes um, driving under the influence of drugs. So if you need information or you need, you know, a victim's advocate group, you can reach out to MAD for that as well. So, um, and if you want to hear these episodes, they're on our website, uh, longislanddebate.org. If you look over at the radio station tab, uh, you can click on any of the, the, um, the links on there and you can hear all these radio shows at your leisure. And if you click on the ones that Nancy hosted, you'd be much more entertained. Than oh, you stop. You're I a hosted. great host. You're a great speaker. So what else we got coming up soon? We have um, the camp out coming up, right? August 23rd is the camp out. Um, we are selling tickets online for the camp out on the same website, uh, longislanddebate.org. Um, you can pay through PayPal. Um, you can also, we, we're out at different booths now. We have, uh, you know, the main event for Full Throttle Magazine. We're over there once a month. Um, we, you know, look for our booth and we'll, we'll have camp out tickets for if you're interested in purchasing them. Purchasing them. Uh, we have Southbound Plane, which is a country western band, and they'll also be including um, Southern Rock. I think uh, with the ticket, you get a day and a half of uh, camping. Is that right? Or a 24-hour well, camp? Well, you get Saturday night camping. Saturday night camping. Right. Food. food. Okay. Good. Um, I th- there's going to be a tattoo contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a bike contest and games that uh, right. Long Island Dead- Hog is actually uh, setting up. Deadwood Choppers Deadwood is going to... Deadwood Choppers is doing the bike show. Okay. Right. So, you know, and everything is all included. It's mm-hmm. $30 a ticket in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's forty dollars a day of the event, mm-hmm. but if you buy it in advance, it's thirty dollars, and it's unlimited food all day and evening, and uh, it's a great event. Hopefully, everybody will join us. I hope so. It's great. It's a great time. Um, I'll be selling fifty-fifty tickets that day. I don't know if I could say that. Um, I'll be. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be selling raffle tickets also for the guitar that was signed by uh, the Charlie Daniels Band and Marshall Tucker. So I'll have the guitar. I'm hoping Southbound can do a little thing with the guitar so everybody can see that it works. In it's fact, a beautiful guitar. In fact, we're going to raffle it off. We're raffling off the day. Southbound's up. performance. Oh, very so good. At the camp out, it's going to be raffled off. Okay, so uh, we'll be selling raffle tickets for that. Um, it basically wraps up our season. Well, we have our toy run. Mm-hmm. Was that November 3rd? November 3rd, and that'll be from the Elks in Riverhead, and we'll be going right over to St. Mary's in um, Hampton Bays. Um, do you know what year this it's is? It's our 27th annual uh, food and toy run. Mm-hmm. It's a great run. St. Mary's. It's a great run. And um, just to let everybody know, there's two events coming up next weekend. Uh, the Restless, Spirit, Restless Spirits MC is having a party on August 2nd, and Ro- the Road Reapers MC is having their um, rally in Riverhead on August 3rd. So please reach out to those clubs if you like more information. Well, I guess that wraps it up, Nance. Um, I know. <laughs> this, this was a trial program. We did 13 episodes. Feel free to contact us and let us know if you uh, liked or disliked any of these particular issues or suggest any other issues that you might like down the road. Um, I don't know if we're going to do it again this summer, but maybe next summer we do it again. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, give us your feedback. Because everything that we do in Long Island Debate is based on feedback. So this is your organization. So give us the feedback so we can cater to whatever you want to hear, you know. So I'd like to say, say thank you to our sponsors, Mitch Proner of Proner & Proner Law Firm, Steve Sorensen of Steve's uh, Motorcycle School, and Rich Rossi of Specialized Insurance, and also Doug Gray and the Marshall Tucker Band for doing our commercial way back when.
Also like to make a special thank you to uh, Darren DePrima, manager at 94.3 The Shark, as well as Sean Lynch, our wonderful producer that takes a lot of uh, stuttering out of this. So thank you very much to everybody. Thank you, Sean. Okay. Uh, I guess that wraps it up. That wraps it up. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to us. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again next season. And watch out for motorcycles. Ride safe. Have a good week. Tattoo. I'll take my old Harley for a three-day cruise Might even grow me a full man chew And it's a great day to be alive I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes There's some hard times in the neighborhood But why can't every day be just this good? It's a great day Motorcycle season. There are more motorcycles on the road every day. Are you looking for them? That I was approaching you on my motorcycle when you made a left turn in front of me. That I was beside you on my motorcycle when you decided to change lanes without looking. That I was stopped at the red light on my motorcycle when you approached the intersection while you were texting. Keep in mind that when a car and a motorcycle collide, it is likely the motorcyclist will not walk away. Ever. For more information, contact Long Island Abate at www.longislandabate.org. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message brought to you by Long Island Abate and Full Throttle Magazine. How many motorcycles have you seen today?